Alex Murdaugh resigned from his law firm recently, citing rehab as a reason for his decision. Long used as a tactic to escape scrutiny, rehab retreats have sheltered many high-profile people, keeping them at an arm's length from the law. I've said before that I don't believe the father could kill the son, even though Alex is looking more like a person of interest due to his strange behavior. Next on Drowning Verdict, I talk about the recent incident on the side of the road and why a lawyer changing his own tire is more odd to me than being shot in the head and surviving. Do I want to go to rehab? Only if I don't want to speak to people who view me less like a person and more like roadkill. verdict i'm chip mahoney and you're listening to my true crime podcast this is a podcast where i talk about cases out there in the world that i'm fascinated by and i go more in depth with the case so thanks for joining me today you might have found me on my youtube or my twitter which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format if you like what you hear in the sample click the link in the description to get to the full episode and check it out if you're on my youtube i've got uh, full podcast episodes there I've been doing that for like six months or more, so if you've subscribed, you know that. But if you haven't subscribed, please do, because you're going to get Drowning Verdict and also my new YouTube show that I'm building more and more called Glock Watchers. Uh, I've already dropped a few episodes there. Um, But yeah, you're going to get both of those, so, you know, maybe double dip with Chip. I don't know. Think about it. But uh, I appreciate you checking out this episode, and if you have subscribed and are coming back, High fives for that. Uh, You're awesome. I appreciate any shares, any likes, and, you know, just getting the word out because there's something to be learned uh, about a true crime case, whether it's cold or active, sharing is caring, Um, and I think that means a lot in today's world where the news feed, the monster out there, eats up so much of our attention. So rather than being a bunch of, uh, you know, moths to a light bulb or something like that, we can focus on some of this stuff and maybe something can happen is, you know, if it's an open case, I, I believe that, um, you know, this one I'm talking about today, the Murdaugh mystery, what's going on there. Um, it's unraveling by the day now. And that usually happens when a lot of weird shit goes down in true crime cases like that stuff comes to the surface. It unravels the wheels come off no pun. I'll be talking about that in a minute. But things start to happen. And now we're talking about Alex Murdaugh. And I've been, you know, with the uh, podcast I've done on uh, Paul Murdaugh, especially, and, you know, talking about him, I've neglected to say the name Alex Murdaugh. I usually don't like to say names unless um, I'm really confident that, you know, like what I'm reading out there, Uh, especially with the uh, police reports and so forth is true. Uh, But here now, um, I'm going to talk about Alex because he is in the news. He recently resigned from his law firm, which is amazing in its own right, because 
it's something that his family had built. His grandfather had actually started that, and they've been solicitors there for, I guess, close to a hundred years. And now we're learning more about this family, um, kind of like the Kennedys of South Carolina, the Kennedys of the Lowlands, and it's just amazing what I keep uh, reading about. And I know you're reading about the case, and you're checking out this podcast to learn more about. Uh, possibly what this is, what's happening here. But when I look at somebody who, um, you know, resigns from their law firm that uh, their family had built and they cite rehab as one of those reasons, um, I kind of think in my author mind about so many cases out there from, you know, Tiger Woods to Harvey Weinstein and so on and so forth. I could probably build a list of all high-profile people who have used rehab as a refuge, as an excuse to escape all the scrutiny and kind of hide out for a while because the cops can't go to the rehab place. Um, And also when you're dealing with a doctor and therapist and you're talking about stuff, uh, that usually cannot be uh, included in any kind of police investigation. So it's it's a really good way for someone with some cash to be able to shield themselves from the law, uh, the long arm of the law, at least for a time. So when I ask the question, is rehab a refuge for Alex Murdoch? I kind of answer it myself and I say yes, um, because people that need rehab, people that the rehab clinics are designed for are the ones that won't, that don't want to go. Those are the ones who have to have an intervention. They have to fight with people. Uh, you've seen probably seen that show on TV intervention where they're chasing down the alcoholic who needs to go to rehab. Um, because the ones with the true problems that aren't using it as refuge are the ones that don't want to go. Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse, can't say her name. Amy Winehouse, thank you. Uh, she didn't want to go and she passed away after that. Um, I think it was about 10 years ago. Now, when you voluntarily put yourself into rehab, it's a tactic. Uh, we saw that, or I saw that, in one of my podcast episodes I did lately on uh, Paul called In Cold Beer, where I talked about the lawyer, father, Alex, using tactics of his own to get um, right away into that police investigation in the early hours of what was happening, to be doing a lot of work um, intervening in the process from the hospitals and the, in the hallways in order to kind of throw off that initial investigation. Now, I didn't think it was anything like they were saying in some reports where it was trying to kind of blame it on another kid that was on the boat. I merely saw that as a diversion because it, it helps from the tactical side to mess with the timeline, to get when it's first going in that first few hours and with that boating accident it was the early morning hours to get involved and kind of screw with it um, but not try to pin it on somebody else but just try to you know mess with it so Paul ended up not being photographed at the police station um, he was not he was photographed out in the hallway with an iPhone 7 um, he wasn't even placed in uh, you know prison garb so there's a lot of little things that add up to benefit the person who's, you know, potentially guilty. So I saw that as a tactic and I see this as a tactic as well, because he is the lawyer who was uh, doing that with his son, you know, and 
he actually owned that boat and that was uh quite a problem because it was it was such a a great tragedy uh an irony if you will of someone like alex whose firm as they say is the house that csx built and i'll get to that in a minute but it's the irony of always going after somebody else for negligence when you yourself have a boat and your son is on it and he's caused gross negligence and someone died so is rehab a refuge yes it is a refuge what kind of rehab is it is it alcohol i would imagine so is it drugs i doubt it um but what happened after that that resignation is that the law firm said that there was a misappropriation of funds so whenever you hear that term it's like a it's a nice way of saying that somebody was stealing from you so it was a misappropriation and we'll find out more about that however i will say that part of the south carolina bar the association that alex murdoch was once like um the head honcho for i believe about uh, probably about 12 years or so 12 years ago uh, that he headed that up um there's been a lot of lawyers in south carolina who have done um bad things with money you know when they receive money for a client and it's put into kind of a, a trust or a holding area and it builds and builds and builds and it goes for hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars sometimes lawyers sometimes just people are that way when they want a bigger piece of the pie and south carolina has had a lot of lawyers like that in the last five seven ten years who have had problems with misappropriating funds. So it's not just Alex Murdoch, it's just it's just people. So he resigned, uh, the law firm later came out and said, you know, misappropriation of funds, i.e. somebody's stealing from us. And that means we're gonna have a forensic accounting for, uh, accountant come in and, you know, start working on the books, look what happened. And potentially it could be where, the lawyer, Alex, who they're saying, could have said to the insurance company, just put the money in a trust. Here's the, the trust information. And potentially he controlled that trust. Now, when they say it's the house that CSX built, what does that mean? Well, um, there's a lot of lawyers on this firm's name, even though the grandfather had started it. Um, it's full of lawyer names, so I can't even get into how to pronounce everything but the firm the firm you know the john grisham firm if you will it's not vendini lambert and Locke. they're not a front for the mob but the firm was in business to basically sue for negligence gross negligence someone dies and csx is a railroad and it's been reported that they've made a lot of money on one railroad possibly hundreds of millions of dollars. We don't know for sure. I did calculate at one time what was listed on their website among railroads and other accidents, and it looked like about $130 million or so that was just taken in for clients. And I use, you know, my hands to do the quote there as far as where the money goes. But, you know, lawyers take about 25%, 33%. So you can imagine the kind of money that was rolling through that firm. And, you know, when you are one of the lineage of the patriarchs who started the, the firm, uh, you know, there's a sense of entitlement. And I think that entitlement uh, flowed down to the uh, young son, uh, Paul, who was 
uh, you know, looked to me, as I've said in previous episodes on Drowning Verdict, that somebody who was um, getting away with and doing just whatever the heck he wanted to in that small community um, where that name meant a lot. His name wasn't Paul Murphy, it was Paul Murdaugh, and that name meant a lot. So I think sometimes in my author mind, it could have something to do with that entitlement. And when you, you got a few beers in you and you feel entitled, bad things can happen, especially if you're young, dumb, and never earned it. So Alex Murdaugh, um, the story goes, he had resigned, and I think it was on Saturday, this past Saturday, today is September 8th, that he was driving on a country home, you know, take him home or take him to the hunting lodge, wherever he's going, and the wheels came off. Well, the wheels came off a long time ago, but literally they came off on the road, flat tire, something like that. Apparently, a vehicle was behind him, passed him by as he was changing a tire, changing his tire or fixing a flat, addressing the issue on the side of the road, and then turned around and shot at him. So I'm assuming it would be a rifle. Um, And apparently he was shot in the head or grazed in the head. So the more that I thought about that, it, it sounded really strange to hear that somebody was shot in the head, yet they survived. And then I started thinking about it more, and it just sounded more odd to me that a lawyer was changing his own tire or fixing his own flat on the side of the road and didn't call AAA or have somebody do it for him. I don't know what kind of a DIY guy he is, but I would imagine that a lawyer wouldn't be working as a mechanic. So that sounded weird to me, but I don't know if it's just where they are in South Carolina, um, Colton County, Hampton, South Carolina, the lowlands. I don't know if everybody does it there. If your Mercedes SUV breaks down, you fix it yourself. I don't know, but it just sounded weird to me because where I'm from, I don't think that would happen. I think that if it truly were a road incident, needed a fix, you would just make a call, have somebody come out and do it for you, not DIY. But if that truly did happen, it exposed him, put him on the side of the road as a sitting duck. Um, But it also says that somebody was following him, that if that truly happened, it's not a random incident, that somebody just happened to be driving by and said, that's the guy I want to shoot. That's the guy that uh, has been a real problem for this area with with his offspring and so forth and you know we're gonna we're gonna take him out right now or shoot at him so the changing the tire i don't necessarily buy that and i don't know what to make of it and i don't know what you have to make of it either but i would assume that you think that's a little cray cray in your mind but maybe you are from there or that area and you can inform me of what people do um in that situation So I think within the next couple days, within a week, we're going to see what the misappropriation of funds was about. Things will start to come to the surface. But if he's in rehab right now, I'm assuming alcohol rehab that, um, you know, no one's going to be able to talk to him. Reporters, uh, investigators aren't going to be able to talk to him, at least right now. And that tactic has always been... uh, 
twofold from a PR side. If you are somebody who is like Tiger Woods, for instance, and you go into rehab for what you call sex addiction, it does two things. It says that you are going to get some public sympathy because you have an addiction. And then the other thing is you're going to be shielded from all the questions and even from investigators, at least for a time, at least until the PR machine can start smoothing out some of the stuff out there and then you can you can appear later. And in, in more recent times, we've had Harvey Weinstein doing that, um, you know, before he went to jail, trying to claim, you know, some sort of rehab that he's got a problem. Well, as I said before, if you truly have a problem, you are running away from it. You're not running towards it. You're not, hey, you know, I don't need an intervention today. I've been a, you know, a drug addict or addicted to alcohol or whatever, and I'm going to self-admit. I would say that's very rare. And if somebody does that, uh, you know, good for them. But when you self-admit and you seek it out and you run towards it, it's not what it was designed for, which is, in a rehab, is to rehabilitate the person and, on the other side, make them come out even better. Don't, don't take my word for it. I think you could watch that show, Intervention, and see just that with people who have real problems. Um, a lot of alcohol on that show as well, but have real problems that are not running towards it to have some sort of refuge. So we'll see how long that goes. That's my opinion on it. Um, I have to say that it is quite unusual of a case. This is a tragedy. Um, I feel for this family. I, I've said before that I don't believe the father could kill the son. Um, even if there were divorce rumors with the wife and there's problems there, I don't think with this type of prominent family that he could uh, take one of his own. I, I just don't see that happening. So hopefully, Hopefully some uh, light can, you know, come into the situation and more uh, stuff can be learned. But as for now, it looks a little suspicious, but I don't think that's enough to say that, you know, um, he's guilty of the sins of the sins of the past. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. What do you think about that? I'd love to hear your comments. Anything you got to say about it? Um, you know, I don't know everything. I'm a podcaster, but I'm totally interested in this case. It's caught my attention, and I think it needs to be more and more talked about because something else is going to come along, and the news feed's just going to eat it up. And hopefully, there can be some justice here that it doesn't take five years, ten years. It goes cold, and then you know who knows what will happen. Hopefully, it can be pretty soon. So this is Chip Mahoney signing off on Drowning Verdict. Thanks for joining me today. I'll probably have more about this. And I appreciate you checking it out. I will talk to you later. I'm out. Bye.